0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Masters of Self University podcast. I'm your host, Ellie Lee. And I'm your host, Danny Morley. And today, Danny and I are diving into the topic of self-sabotage and how it affects our lives and our relationships. So Danny, why did you choose this very fascinating and very um, relevant topic in our lives right now?
1: Well, the only reason I really wanted to talk about it is because it's something I'm experiencing right now. Um, I remember at the beginning of doing the Mystical Life Coach Certification Program. I was listening to Rachel, and I remember her saying, oh, one of the programs that you'll get to is how you sabotage yourself. All the programs of self-sabotage, how they show up and how they're really hindering your own growth. And I'm finally at that place. I'm finally at a place where I'm starting to see all these parts of myself where another part of me, a wounded part of me, a weak part of me or a smaller part of me is pulling me down and trying to keep me from really evolving and developing as into the truest and uh, most divine possible self. And the first time I realized this happened was when I was working with another coach and they were guiding me. And as they were guiding me, I quickly took hold of the session as this coach was pointing out some pain of abandonment and redirected it towards rejection. Now I understand that everything is divine, and I probably needed to heal the, the, this rejection wound to be able to, it was a rejection of self to be able to get to the part of me that allowed me to see where I was doing this self-sabotage. But I quickly became very aware after the session of how I was showing up as how, versus how I thought I was showing up in the session. And the, it was almost like my ego took over, got in the driver's seat, and was like, no, nope, we're not going that way. We're not going to go into this abandonment wound. We're just going to go next nicely over here, and I'm going to be in control. And so, as I became more and more aware of this, I started to see it in other areas of my life. And the big one that I had a huge breakthrough with over the last couple of weeks was with you, Ellie. It was as we're spending a lot of time together. I haven't been being the most divine way of responsibility as as I could and I've not been spending enough time on my own and when I really tapped into this pain uh, and understood it I well at first actually when I was working through this wound this needing to be on my own I was telling myself it was just a challenge that I wasn't triggered and I was glossing over the fact that actually there was something much deeper running and as I was hearing my mind say no this isn't a trigger this isn't a trigger I then got curious as to why it was telling me that why was my mind telling me that this particular um, situation and circumstance that I'm in why is it telling me that this isn't a trigger so then I got really curious and really went through the process that we're going to be offering in the workbook for the universal ways of oneness started breaking everything down and as i did i realized that this was part of um, my ego which is sabotaging me from becoming responsible and if i don't spend time alone then i will remain in the weakness i'll remain small i'll remain unhealed and my ego doesn't have to dissolve now our programs literally have their own consciousness They will create, I've learned, new programs, new ways of thinking, new ways of tricking you from actually going deep within and finding your light and power and love. Because all they want to do is survive. And and deep down, they know that if I really look at them, if I honestly look at these parts of me, then they're going to dissolve. They're going to have to leave. They're going to eventually be transformed back into power and love. And this weak, this small part of me has to, has to leave. It's not that it has to leave, but it, you know, it will, it will disappear. It will dissolve. And I know that our ego just wants to survive.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, too, have also, you know, through your experiences, I have also seen how my programs self-sabotage. I'm constantly self-sabotaging myself. And the big one that I went into recently was food. And I have a lot of anxiety uh, that I'm working through. And I think living, for those of you who don't know, me and Danny are doing van life. And so we live in a very, very tiny space with our 50-pound dog. And it's... It's the perfect recipe to bring up everything that you don't want to feel. And I was experiencing a lot of anxiety and sadness and all of these things were coming up. And what I, instead of going into the pain, I found myself constantly wanting to cope with it with food. And I would hear my programs being like, well, just why don't you eat something sweet? And like, why don't you go and get some chips and why don't you eat that? And that'll make you feel better. And then I would go and I would completely override going into the pain and I would just go reach for that bag of chips where I would go reach. i kept saying to you, like, I need ice cream, you know, I need, I need this and I need that. And then I would mask it with like, Oh no, it's like, it's what I'm craving. It's like, it's like I'm hungry for it. When in reality, when I really broke it down, it's like, no, this is the way that I'm coping with, what I'm dealing with inside. And I don't want to go into my pain. And so I'd rather sabotage my body, which then the consequence of that is that I feel awful. And I have a lot of gut issues and I don't go to the bathroom easily. And then after a while, I just feel horrible. And then I find myself cycling in this whole circle of self-hatred, of really putting myself down of like, why did you eat that? Why did you do that? Why do you keep abusing yourself? And it really hit me like, oh, sabotaging yourself because you don't want to feel what's actually underneath the reason why you're you're reaching for all of these different types of food so it was big and it's painful because there's a lot of layers underneath all of that and i've used food and emotional eating as definitely a huge coping mechanism as a way to just really not go into just the layers of pain that are inside of me so that was a big big moment for me and i think because you as my partner you're very food conscious and really about nourishing your body, um, I'm learning a lot about that, which is letting me to see all the deeper wounds that are underneath all of that. And so we always have a choice, right? We can keep sabotaging ourselves or we can choose the other option, which is if you stop the self-sabotage and go into the pain, what will you discover? And that's what I'm discovering is, okay, there's a lot of pain here and it's asking to be felt and loved by me. So let's stop feeding it. Let's nourish it, you know, with my love. And so that's been a, a bit a big one for me.
1: Yeah. I'd love you to also share the, the recent revelation you have because I, I think that this is mm. is also a big part of the, the self-sabotage. Yeah. Right? And this is a part of us, which is keeping us in a certain place. It's sabotaging our ability to go deeper within, within ourselves. Mm. Uh,
0: first, I'd like to say, I think having a conscious and being in a conscious relationship and having your partner be your greatest mirror and you being on the path has been extremely expansive for me because you can see the spots that my wounds won't let me allow me to see in my programs. And recently uh, you and I were at an Airbnb and I just got hit with this sense of dread and dread is a program that I run. I've run my whole life. And if I go deeper into the dread, it's really, it takes me to this place of, well, I'd rather not exist because there's too much pain inside of me. And that's where I go straight to. And it's, it's blatant to me now because I'm so acutely aware of myself that when the program of dread gets activated, it's not about, Oh, let me break down this dread and let me get to the root of it. It's dread appears. I'd rather die Hmm. because dying is the ultimate escapism because if I can think and feel into dying, then I never have to feel anything that's inside of me. And when I brought that up to you, we had this moment where we're like, oh my God, the program of dread sabotages me so much because that, and it's also a way for me to keep myself in victim consciousness. Because then it's like, when I talk about that, it's like, feel bad for me because I have suicidal thoughts or like feel bad for me because I, I think about dying, right? And, and it's actually a cry for help. It's actually this thing of like, my, that's where I go. That's where my mind takes me. So like, look at how much pain I'm in. When in reality, it's like, why are you asking everyone else to look into your pain? Look at your own pain. And then go into why this program of dread is so fierce and it's so powerful. And when it runs, I, I get lost in it. I really get lost in and I don't know how to climb out. And so when I don't know how to climb out, I get to this point where I'm like, I will guess I just, I'll just stay here until it, it just like disappears until I can find something else that's going to, you know, really just distract me. And when you and I had that conversation, I was like, okay, this is a big one. And this is, this is, there's a lot underneath this. So let's go into that. And the deeper I went into that, it was just, why, why do I run this program or this wound of not wanting to exist? And it's like, because I don't wanna feel the pain of this human life and everything that I've undergone. So I realized, man, at first I thought that was like, that's my darkness, that I wanna die. And it's like, no, that's a program that you run.
1: Yeah, and from the outside, and I think when you've worked on this in the past, it's like, oh, I feel dread. And then it's like, that's where it stops. And it doesn't go any deeper. And because the dread is so, um, it overtakes everything in your life. It completely overtakes um all of your physical sensations all of your emotions your mind everything becomes about this dread yeah this not wanting to exist i like yeah. don't want to exist and then that in itself like sabotages yeah. reinforces itself so that you don't look any deeper at it yeah uh yeah go ahead
0: and and what i wanted to say is when i got when that program got triggered I remember I was like, I I need to go be by myself. And when that program got triggered, what happened to me was I started having all of these thoughts of wanting to hurt myself physically, which is something, and that's me being very vulnerable and real. It's something that I used to do in high school where I used to like physically like beat myself up and like try to hurt myself so that I could distract myself again from actually feeling what was underneath. It was a way that I could punish myself to make sense of all of the things that were running through me. And I remember I was sitting in front of you and I started like kind of pulling my hair and like biting my nails. And you're like, what are you doing, babe? And you could see that I wasn't there. You know, I was lost in the dark. And I, what I've always done was stay in the dark and get lost in it. Mm-hmm. Get, just stay there. And I forgot about the light. It's like, I don't have any memory of anything else, but getting lost in my suffering. And that was a huge eye opener for me of, how much i sabotage myself because of 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 just the 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 conditioning that i've put myself through of just get in there and get lost hmm. and don't come out
1: yeah and it's a it's a dark and painful place to go through uh to go to and mm-hmm. uh not one that anyone really wants to get yeah. lost in
0: yeah 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 so you know, now when the sense of dread comes, I'm so aware of it because when it hit before, I was like, here we go. It would be, here we go, I'm gonna have a horrible day. And then I would just, just the black hole, which is, it would be never ending. Yeah. And it, the whole world seems gray. That's, that's when this program hits me, the whole world. And then everything I see, I don't have hope for anything. Everything is hopeless. And then I just spiral, and then that lasts for days and days and days. And then I'll say things like, "I'm depressed," "I'm this," "I'm that." When in reality, babe, you're still running a billion programs. Yeah, you're not going into it.
1: And these programs—they just continuously loop in this like reinforcing way. Yes. Until we become aware enough that we can see them, uh, and this is a like a perfect example of how we we i say we but it's really our programs mm. that are that are in there will continue to sabotage our own development yeah. our own being able to tap into love i remember as you were going into this particular program this dread program i I would be like, it was almost like all of the training that you've gone through mm-hmm. didn't exist. Yeah, It was like, it was just poof, it was gone out the window. And I think I would love for you to share in your mind's eye, what was, what were the programs telling you?
0: Oh my God.
1: These sabotaging programs, what were they saying?
0: Well, first of all, I was getting triggered by everything. I was getting triggered by you. I was getting triggered by career. I was getting triggered by life. And so everything that my mind was telling me was basically... Quit everything. Disappear. Disappears a huge one for me. Of run away and just cut yourself off from everything. Disconnect. That's a huge one. Yeah. And when I went into that, it's like that's another way to not go into the pain. Yes. To not feel what's actually coming up, and it's just like it's all of these layers, and until you are aware of what the program of dread because when you have the core wound right which is for me dread is a huge it's a it's a it's a big wound for me and then under the umbrella of that is a hundred other different programs and then me being aware of all of those other programs was huge for me because I'm like I'm constantly doing the same thing in all different types of way and then I'm giving truth to my mind saying I should disconnect I should run away I should quit because you're right I'm not good enough I'm not worthy of this. This is too hard. I should go, right? Mm -hmm. And then in those moments, it's my job to come in as the divine being that I am and shine the light on all of these aspects of me. So now that I'm acutely aware of this, when dread starts creeping up, I really like, I take a moment. I'm like, "Uh aha, you're here. You're here and I'm here to love you. And I know you've been, you've been on the throne seat. Okay. You've had the crown. And now it's time to take off the crown because you do not make me queen. <laughs> you do not make me the powerful being that I am. And so that's why the healing journey is number one, self-awareness, being aware of your programs. Because even when you, you and I, you know, when we work with other coaches or we work with other people, we we can see the way that they sabotage themselves by all the programs that they run. And it's not until we point it out and they're like, oh my God, that's exactly what's going on. And that's how sneaky these programs are.
1: Yeah. Uh, you mentioned a great one, which I think is seen often within the coaching circle. And that's this disconnection. And it's something that I, I got really intimate with. And I w- I'll explain my, my story around this a little bit. I began learning about all this work. I could feel my heart. I could feel all this pain in my heart. I processed for a couple months. Every time I dropped in, it was just sadness and pain was coming out this pain program that was like right on the surface of my heart and then as i got through that i all of a sudden there was this one week and it was like everything got shut off and there was this huge disconnection going on between me um myself me and my heart and um, i had to really really work and really become dedicated uh Dropping in, even if I can't feel the sensations of heart energy. I had to really become comfortable and, and create consistency and show up to my inner child who was c- quite clearly closed and sabotaging what I'm trying to achieve. Like, I'm, I'm trying to achieve this connection. And deep inside, there's a part of me that's like, nope, I want nothing to do with that. And so then, what gets created, what I find f- for me, what I found got created was from this part of me that didn't want to heal, that wanted to stay small, weak and in pain because it wanted to survive. It would create all these thoughts, all these part like things like you're not doing it right, you're not connecting right. And then the feelings, the emotional programs coming off this self-sabotage, where it's like, you don't feel connected. And then it will go into more, but see, you're not doing it right. You're no good at this. You're not good at this work. You're no good as a coach. And you can imagine the list goes on. Mm-hmm. And I and then the behavior starts to come, well, let me stop dropping in every day. Mm-hmm. Let me stop doing what I need to do to rise above beyond that. Mm-hmm. And there's one really important thing we always need to ask ourselves. What programs am I running? Yeah. What programs am I, am I running? And what programs am I, am I running? Yeah. Even the numbness, the disconnection, the lack of feeling as a program—it's mm-hmm. still something which is running to avoid you from going yes. into your pain. Yes. Yes. And uh, yeah, the disconnection one is tough, and it's something that I had to really get, uh, really get intimate with. And um, for me, the best thing—I mean, it's about integrating these two amazing energies of Divine Masculine, Divine Feminine, right? Mm -hmm. The Divine Masculine is going to show up every day for my inner child and be consistent, stable, and strong. Mm -hmm. And by calling in the Divine Feminine that when you're there Mm -hmm. to open.
0: Mm -hmm. And if
1: you just do one, if you just do the Divine Masculine and you're just being consistent, you're showing up for yourself every day, but you're not opening. You're just sitting there and and... and still remaining in this closed energy Mm. you're never going to heal if you just go straight into your pain Mm -hmm. and you get completely lost in it Mm. again you're never going to heal because you're getting lost in your pain yeah so i found what this what everything of this taught me is how to balance and this is one thing we learn at master self university is how to balance these two energies of How can I show up for myself consistently in the divine, masculine, stable, strong way and be this anchor for Mm. the light and then still show up as the divine feminine in her wild, forever expanding, unlimited glory that's able to alchemize and transform all the?
0: Yes, yes, yes. Beautiful. And I, and you know, that was a huge thing that you taught me. And because you saw it in me, how um, I was out of balance, you know, I have no problems. And if you hear anything, it's my dog snoring really loudly. Uh, But I have no problem going into the darkness. That's not a problem for me. I have no problem feeling every single emotion. That's never been an issue for me. So in my healing journey, it's like, Oh, get me there. I'll, I'll feel it. Let's go. But then what happens to me is I get lost in, in all of that. Right. Because that's, that's just how I've been my whole life. And so when you pointed out, it's like, you were telling me like the balance of the divine masculine, the feminine isn't balanced out right now that I need to have this security, this support for myself so that when I'm going in, I'm still stabilized, right? I'm still coming back to the light instead of getting all lost in all of that. And so that was a huge lesson for me and to really harness both of these beautiful energies. Cause it is about balance. You know, it, that's how we come home. If you have too much of one thing and not enough of the other, it's not going to get to get you where you need to go. And so that was huge for me to see and look at and, once I balance that, like, that's it. Everybody better watch out. <laughs> and it's something that, you know, I, I have to remind myself constantly of this journey is not a sprint. No, oh. It's a marathon and it will take as long as it needs to take. And every part of me is just like, let's do it now. Let's go. And I go, ego, chill. We're not doing that because that in itself is a plethora of other programs that get played out. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, really seeing and understanding that concept was, was huge for me. So thank you for, you know, really teaching me that and showing me that.
1: Yeah. And then as soon as uh, you know, we had this conversation about this whole balance, you said the next day you dropped in and you're like, oh yeah, the program came up again. Yeah. And instead of me getting lost in my pain, I was able to just stay connected to my light and yeah. still being able to alchemize.
0: Yes. Because yeah. because the program Dread came the next morning. I woke up and Dread was there. And usually I'm like I'm like oh, like I get so down on myself for it. And then I remembered this is your chance. Yeah. And so as Dread came up, I it, it's in the moments where I'm really feeling it, where I'm like these are the precious moments where you open. Don't deny this part. This is a gift right now. And when I opened and I allowed that pain to come in, all of a sudden I could just feel light. I could feel light in my body and I'm like, Oh, I'm connected to love. Mm -hmm. And this is what it means to begin to transmute and alchemize these energies by constantly opening your heart and showing it love. And I woke up and I looked at you. I was like, there's so much light in my body. (laughs) I love it. I love it. It's amazing. And then, then you remember, Oh, it is all living.
1: And we always have a choice. Mm -hmm. You know, we have free will in this, um, this realm, Mm -hmm. this dimension that Mm -hmm. we're in this, this amazing thing we call life on Earth. And we can choose to remain in our pain or we can choose to heal. Yeah. Um, we can only choose to really heal. We can only really make that choice when we are becoming aware enough mm-hmm. to know what programs we're actually running. Mm-hmm and when we're connected enough to our yeah. own power and our own divinity
0: mm-hmm.
1: without those two things making a free will choice can be very difficult mm-hmm. i remember when i was deeply deeply depressed and hearing someone say like i'll oh, just just feel gratitude mm-hmm. and i was like what mm-hmm. i can't even i can't feel anything in my body right now right i was running this huge num program mm-hmm. how can i connect to gratitude how can i just be happy choose being happy well, it's really, really difficult to make that choice when you've not learned the skills of how to become more aware of what right. you're really experiencing in life. Right. And then how to really drop into your heart and love what's going on. Yeah. And without that key component of understanding, how do I really love myself? Mm-hmm. What does that really look like? Mm-hmm. What does that really feel like? Mm-hmm. What does that really sound like mm-hmm. in, a, in a being? Mm-hmm. And until we really understand what that means, it's incredibly hard for us, <coughs> excuse me, for us not to get lost in our programming. yeah, And uh, that's what these self-sabotage programs are. They're d- designed specifically to keep us lost, yeah. to keep us confused. Yeah, There's another one that I've been running about making choices to help me with my social media business. Mm. And uh, you really helped me see, th- where is that answer coming from? Where is that question coming from? You know, I'm asking, do I need guidance with certain business opportunities? And I'm going back and forth about is it being, is it me being responsible? Is it, is it this? Is it that? And um, you so beautifully would ask, like, where is this coming from? And eventually, you allowed me to see, oh, I'm getting trapped in my mind, mm-hmm. and by being trapped in my mind, it's stopping me from making a decision, mm-hmm. a decision which is for my highest good and my own development. Mm-hmm. So how much of this is sabota- me sabotaging myself from my own development? Mm-hmm. And, yes. Uh, once I got clear on that, I felt the energy shift, and then even even this morning, the the thought came back, and I started to notice the spiral, and I was like, "I'm not going to do that today." Yeah. I'm gonna ch- I'm gonna choose to just be here and now, and not be living in this crazy, crazy monkey mind. We all have them. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah uh, one of my clients, beautiful soul. And, uh, you know, like all of us, there's a lot of pain there. And, uh, as she's opening and as she's really emotionally, she's crying a lot and she's experiencing, and I'm letting her know, like, feel your pain, feel what's coming up for you. And I was attempting to guide her into her heart. And as soon as she closed her eyes, the first thing she said was like, no, I can't, I can't do this. And I'd be like, let's just let's just start, let's just try to connect. And every time she would close her eyes and even attempt to it, the resistant programs was huge, like resisting going into our heart. And we went, when we went deeper into that, her belief and what her mind was telling her was that if I drop in and connect to my heart, that's only weakness, that being vulnerable is weakness. So if I connect to that, then I'll, I'll be, then I'll just be stepped all over and I'll never find my power. And that's the sabotaging. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Of of these programs telling her don't do that. Because if you do that, you'll be weak, and you don't want that when in reality, in life, she's not in her power, right. And so these programs are reiterating these things. And because she's understanding that she is not her mind for the first time, she still is thinking that that's really her. And that's what she's believing everything that's running. Mm -hmm. And so then My job is to go be aware of these programs that are telling you not to do the thing that your soul is asking you to do, right? Mm -hmm. And so our job is to be aware of what is running within us so that we can start to love these programs so that we can begin to end the cycle of self-sabotage. Because if you continue to let those reign, you will never get to the next level and the next level after that and next level after that. Your job, that's why this work is willingness and devotion. It is hard to go into your pain. It is hard to be a conscious being. It is hard to be aware of how much shit we let play out. Yeah. But what are you here to do? Are you here to elevate? Do you wanna see how far you can go? How much you can remember who you are? Or do you wanna play it safe and scared and weak? It's a question I ask myself on a daily basis. And every time my programs want to say, it's just stay weak. It's easier. It's so much like easier. You don't have to go into all of this. And then my soul goes, but you know what's awaiting you? And then I go, all right, here we go. Pull up my socks. Let's go into battle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So our minds create, that was a perfect example, right? Our minds create all of this, this chaos, all of this suffering, all of these programs, which we then play out. Day, day after day, and they create patterns in our life. And uh, we really learn, we really learn, we are not our minds. And we need to get out of this craziness and live from our heart. Mm-hmm. And We teach exactly how to do that, how to connect to the heart. But if we are not our minds, Ellie,
0: mm-hmm.
1: what or who are we?
0: Mm, the billion dollar question. We, you know, we're so caught up in everything that comes after the I am, right? And we give so much power to our minds. I am depressed. Yes. I am worthless. Yes, yes, yes. And then we ride that coattail for, you know, forever, right? Until we realize like, oh, I am none of those things. And that's what this journey is. The healing journey for me, I always talk about this. My self love journey didn't begin with let me be into spirituality like hell no I was I was that person that would look at spirituality and be like oh they're nuts they're crazy and the more I begin to go deep into myself I realized oh I'm a divine being I'm here having a human experience. So if I'm not any of these things, if I am not Ellie, I used to go around all the time and be like, yeah, I'm an actress and I'm an on-camera host and I'm in, and I am this and I am that I'm a vegan, all of these things. If I'm not any of those things, then who am I? And the journey of healing brings you back home to you. Mm-hmm. You know, a book that you and I are listening to uh, conversations with God, oh. you know, he, Neil Donald while she, while she asked him that like, okay, so how do we begin to learn who we are? And God goes, you're not here to learn, you're here to remember. And that hit me, because I'm like, it's the remembrance. It's not figuring it out and learning and trying to do all, check off the, okay, how do I figure out who I am? It's like, you are a divine being and you are here to remember exactly that, who you were before you came into this incarnation. Mm -hmm. And when I tap into that and I connect to that, there is nothing that this world can offer me that can ever compare to what it was before, because the I am is, I am the I am.
1: Exactly. And you mentioned a really great program in there as well, trying to figure it out. Right. That's another way that we get trapped in our minds yep. and sabotage ourselves mm-hmm. by having this idea that we need to figure everything out. Mm-hmm. I was trapped by this for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I really felt like I had to figure out every part of my healing and, and then, What I learned from Rachel was don't try and figure it out. Yeah. Just figure this out. Yeah. Figure this amazing heart center you have beneath you. Mm -hmm. It is within your chest and it can do everything you need to. You need to heal. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. And once we connect to that, there's no figuring out of the mind. Right. And then we can pull in the mind. We still want to use the mind. We want to use the mind to create. We we need it to learn things, to write. But to live from the mind Mm -hmm. is gonna cause some level of suffering. Yeah. Uh, And the more that we awaken to these programs that are trapping us in this constant loop Mm -hmm. of being there, then uh, the longer we're addicted to the mind.
0: Yeah. And this happens with me, what happens with you, it happens with um, my clients I see, where we're working through a wound and I'll ask them to do a sentence completion or I'll say like, okay, do you agree or disagree to this one? And they'll go, well, I think, and I'm like, bam, right there. You're thinking, you're not connected to your heart. So the moment we give and all the power to the mind, you've already lost it, you know? Yeah. It's well, what will your heart say, not what your mind says. And then you always see the shift in people. You know, when you ask me that, or when I ask you like, we'll drop in. It's this shift and then the answer comes right away. Mm-hmm. Because it's all right there, but we try to figure things out. That's why one of Rachel's famous quotes, Get out of your mind, drop into your heart, thinking ruins everything. 100%. Because it does. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: It's what leads to all of the suffering, the pain. And I remember being deeply anxious and just spiraling anxiety. Like mm. watching my mind just, just turn into a shitstorm tornado. Yeah. Spiraling into panic attacks where I couldn't. Oh, it was just a, it was it was a nightmare. I remember having one panic attack that was so severe that I was curled up in a ball. I was scared. I couldn't have anyone. My girlfriend at the time was trying to help me, and I couldn't have anyone near me. And in my mind's eye, I had gone completely crazy, and I was never going to return to normal. And whatever was happening to me was a, this like permanent change, and that life had changed. Like it was. It was like someone flicked a switch and turned everything upside down and said, right. this is how you're going to live. Right. And after I eventually learned how to calm myself down and find some level of peace somehow, it passed and I realized, whoa, mm-hmm. like I need to start. And then I started getting more into breath work and trying to figure out how to regulate yeah. my emotions. Right. Right. And while these practices can be really good and breath work really helped me, called showers, because they allowed me to learn how to kind of like um, move the energy throughout Mm. my body. What it didn't teach me to do was really how to heal at the root level. And what I didn't realize was that this panic then, what I didn't realize was this panic was coming from a deeper part of me. And this deeper part of me was causing these, this being trapped in mind in these programs which was causing eventually these spirals, and until I really got down to, well, what is the emotion? What is the moment? What is the core wound? What is the mental program that originally created this level of panic? Because um, it's just energy. It's just energy, and I managed to get there in one of the the group coaching sessions that we had, and Rachel guided uh, guided me through the the healing, and it was uh, extremely painful yeah. to face but because of the work that i've done in learning how to open my heart i eventually learned how to feel this panic from a place of openness yeah it doesn't create any um it doesn't make pain any less painful of course not it doesn't pain is still pain Mm -hmm. the pain that the energy that was in there that needed to be felt that was creating this panic this complete overwhelm this this losing grip of reality it was It was still painful to feel, but once I was able to feel it from a place of power and love, it changed the energy and it allowed it to transform into a higher vibration. Yeah. Yeah. Literally all that it is, you know, this work we can talk about, we can overcomplicate it, but it's what programs we're running. Drop into your heart, transform the energy. Yeah. It's
0: that simple. You know, while you were talking, another really great example, and I, I'd love for you to uh, help me with this one too, because uh, what I noticed in my clients, and this is something that I do too, of okay, I know this work now, right? And when I get triggered, right, I, and this this is a particular story is coming up for me. One of my clients got triggered, and she knows this work really well. She's really accelerating. And she's growing, and she's so beautiful and powerful. And she was telling me the story and she was like, and I said to my inner child, stay strong. We got this. And then just completely went on her day. Right. And when I tapped into that, right. And when I went deeper into that, I was like, that's something that I do too. Of like this moment of like, stay strong. You got this. But in reality, it's actually a new program that sabotages, I guess, on another level of going into what actually got activated. Yeah. So then we bypass it yeah. with a, you're so strong stay strong. Like, yeah, you got this girl. And it's like, you're bypassing the pain and the energy that's erupting and you're dismissing it again. And now you're coding it with stay strong, be powerful. And it's like, no, that's a, that's a new way that we're doing it. And we got to go into the pain. So that was really big for me to see in her and see in me.
1: hundred percent. And you know, this is where we have to really, become the master of ourself mm-hmm. because that scenario could well be someone being powerfully strong yes it could yes if you wrote down you know if, if you just abstractively took that story and you could you could interpret it in a way as yeah yeah that is a part of someone being powerful mm-hmm. But the person themselves really know and, and we as coaches, the whole the whole work we do is being able to read the subtle energies of yeah. what it is they're actually saying and what it is that's coming from them in, in these sessions. And so we're able to detect and um, and the goal is for our clients to get to this place where they start hearing the programs of I just need to be strong. And then being like, hang on, the energy behind that didn't sound like it came from power. Mm. It sounded like it came from a place of weakness. Mm. So how can, how can we go deeper into that in ourselves? Uh, and this journey can only really bless you. God. This, <laughs> this journey can only really be done really by ourselves. You know, yeah. there's no way for, yeah, right. If you're really psychic and you're really good at this, um, being a coach, you can tell yeah. the subtle energies. But at the end of the day, it's you that needs the healing. It's I that needs to become aware of myself. Mm-hmm. I, it's me that needs to master the art of, oh, well, where did this thought come from? This thought of yeah. me being strong, is it coming from a place of true, authentic power? right? Or is it coming from a place of, don't look at Right. Let's just not look at that. Right. And if we don't look at it, then we don't have to feel it. We don't have to feel it. We can stay exactly
0: where we are and we can stay and survive. Right. Because even the stay strong, right? It's like, you know, I remember when I would say that to myself or my client was telling me that of like, oh, stay strong. And I felt really, I felt really good. And it's like, but programs were activated and running, which means those energies still exist, which means they will come back which means even though you said stay strong and we got this, this is going to keep knocking on your door because it's not alchemy. You know, saying words out loud is not alchemy. It's about going into why you're even wanting yourself to stay strong and be in your power. And that's the work that we teach at Master Self University.
1: Yeah. And it can, you know, it can definitely start some level of alchemy. Sure. You know, um, if you're really invoking and activating certain uh certain energies within you by using your voice but uh, at the end of the day it's not about necessarily the words it's about what energies are really going on underneath mm-hmm. that's why this whole idea of oh let me just what's it called affirmations
0: right? mm-hmm.
1: yeah I am this I am that I am strong I am well yeah you might be in some mental level but yeah let's dig down and see really what energy is going on beneath that.
0: Yeah. 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 That's why, you know, reprogramming with affirmations, that's a tricky line, right? It's beautiful and it's powerful for sure. I, I think for a lot of people who, you know, stumble upon it and who have never even heard themselves say, I am strong. I am love. I think that it's great for that level, but then it's like, the reprogram is not going to really heal and permanently heal the energies that are still existing in your fields.
1: No, I wrote, I wrote some out, um, three years ago. I, I had one of them and it was, I need to heal uh, step. I think it's something like step into my hat, my power, uh, and tap more into love so I can become a coach. I knew, I knew that years ago, mm-hmm. I knew that my ideal, I was thinking like my ideal client needs me to heal so that i can help them mm-hmm. and i had that up on my wall for a long time and it wasn't until april when i was moving and i was taking everything down and i, I eventually got to this this one you know note that i wrote myself and i burst into tears mm-hmm. um, and sent rachel a huge message of gratitude because by this point i'd finished the program and mm-hmm. um, i Felt like I'd achieved that that sentence. I'd achieved that goal. Mm. I, was, I, I had healed enough to be able to really start helping people. And uh, you don't have to be fully whole and healed to, to coach someone at all. Not at all. Um, but you do have to have a certain level of healing so that you're not projecting your own right. wounds onto your clients. And uh, I really felt like in that moment that I'd achieved that and I was just filled with enormous amounts of of love and, and gratitude for the journey that I was that I am on. Mm-hmm. That I'm still on. And just watching class today, I'm watching a replay of one of the old classes. It it gets me so excited, and I know that's, you know this divine communication from my soul saying, "Yep, this is this is what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. This is what you you came here, you've come here to do."
0: Yeah, so. beautiful. Yeah, um, and now you get to really feel into the energy of gratitude because you've done the work to feel mm-hmm. it instead of telling yourself be in gratitude. Yeah, um,
1: yeah, that connection is uh, is tricky when we want something, when we desire something from our mind, but we can't feel it from within. There's, yeah. there's always a block there, mm-hmm. and this actually can bring full circle back to exactly what I started this podcast with, which is a story about you and I, and I I just want to finish sharing it because I. It was a it was a real game changer for me. You know, I realized that I didn't have this connection to, I didn't have a connection to my higher self. I wasn't getting these these kind of channel messages. I wasn't understanding my highest form of wisdom coming through whenever we were together. Mm-hmm. And when I really went into it, my mind was self sabotaging me, telling me that it um, it's not a trigger. It's not a trigger. Don't look at this. It's not a trigger. And um, as I became aware of this program that I was running, don't look at it, I realized that this is a part of me that's sabotaging myself. And Mm -hmm. I went into it. And as I went into it, I realized I'm still running programs of codependence around, you Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm healing them. I'm working them. I'm becoming aware of them. But I'm still, there's still a part of me which is codependent and attached. And I'm seeing that because when I spend time alone, all of a sudden this channel is open and that channel should be open to me all the time I should be able to open myself and receive this wisdom from source or my highest higher self right and so being around you I knew that something was blocking me some part of me Mm. is blocking me from my connection to myself and what is that and you know I'm helping write this workbook for the 20 ways of oneness which will be out very soon And I followed the steps in that and allowed me to have this beautiful revelation of my blind spot of how a part of me was still codependent, still attached and blocking me from my higher self. Mm -hmm. And I never would have found that out. I never would have really understood that on this deep, deep, deep level Mm -hmm. for when I followed these steps, which were uh, really
0: perfecting right now. So, yeah. And as you speak about that, uh, obviously that was a huge trigger for my inner child of like, with the first time you said that to me, and I didn't understand, you didn't get to the place yet where you realized, oh, it's the programs that are blocking me from my connection, right? And the programs that I started to run, and the way that I started sabotaging myself was like, running all of these things of like well he doesn't want to be with you and he doesn't like you and like all of these things and he wants his own time and he doesn't want to spend time with you and then i started wanting to blame you and like put all this stuff on you because you were causing me all of this pain and i think that comes down to it's all a gift right everything you experience that triggers me is a gift for me to look into an aspect of me that's also running programs of codependency and attachment and it's painful but allowing me, allowing myself to be open to all of this and see all of it allows me to see exactly where you're at. And it's not anything that my mind says. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I really want to end this podcast of be aware of the programs that are sabotaging your relationships in your life. Cause the more aware that you get from it, trust me, the more power and love and joy will enter. Yeah. And it's hard
1: because deep down what's really happening is there's this little kid that is dating this little, <laughs> beautiful little uh, lady. I'm going to say Korean girl. And we're both, like for me, there's this little child, he's just scared. He's scared mm-hmm. of being abandoned. Mm-hmm. He is been hurt before, so he's holding on for dear life. And that's keeping him trapped where he's at. Um, what we you know and, and for you it, it's a very similar story yeah. right and yeah. this is how these programs work this is how these energies work and especially when you're look you're looking at partners you'll often find that while you may look very drastically different on the outside you may behave behavioral programs very different you may have very different emotional programs or maybe even mental programs but at the root level, you may have the exact same core, mm. and these energies attract each other yeah. and, uh, and draw each other in, and this uh, beautiful dance that they do, and the way they kind of flow together, and it's fascinating to to go deeper into myself and go deeper into you as as we we learn about this more intimately and, and really have this experience of of what it really means to to master the self, to know thyself to love thyself. Yes. And uh, yeah, it's it's been a, been a great journey. Thanks everyone for listening. Yeah. yeah. And uh, if you are running, you know, programs of self-sabotage and you notice one, feel free to reach out and connect with us. We'd love to hear about it. Yeah. And always remember, ask yourself, what programs am I running? What programs am I running? And what programs am I running?
0: Yeah. If you want to work with me or Danny or any of our other amazing mystical life coaches at Master Self University, check out the site, masterselfuniversity.com. Subscribe, rate, review, comment, share with your friends. And uh, we love you. And until next time, we'll see you then. Bye. Bye, everybody.